Hey everybody and welcome to Betting Everything with Wheels. We are on the Backdoor Cover Network and I am here with two of the best in the business, uh, Mr. Phil Bobbitt. How are we today, my friend? Hey man, just throwing the old last name out there so fans can stalk me down. That's that's awesome. Way to, way to start this thing off. Um, so it's a good thing I shaved my head. I kind of look like a tough guy. But uh, really happy to be here, man. Happy to be breaking down Martinsville talking about races where there's no rain in the forecast thank god because this truck race was abysmal but steve how you doing tonight uh what's going on i mean i, I feel better now that you're throwing the jokes out there it, it really uh, set in the mood so I, we could use some humor after that uh difficult truck race that we just witnessed tonight tough to watch man um <laughs> kyle i don't know if you if you watched it with us prob- probably uh, we saw just a rain-filled, just absolute terrible event at Martinsville uh, where only 58 green flag laps were run of the 124 completed laps, um, and it was rain-shortened, they called it. Just just terrible. 46.7% of the laps were completed under green. We turned a profit, so we went 3-2 and two in our head-to-heads. We lost a half unit on the outrights. So we, we turned a, a little profit, but Steve, how do you feel after watching this? Is, this is bad for NASCAR, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like to compare this race to uh, F1 spa where they ran um, the race, uh, the whole race behind the safety car. I mean, I think that's as bad as it gets, but this was a very close second. I mean, I'm sure you, you remember that one where uh, George Russell got his first podium finish that day. I do remember it. Um, that was, I mean, not entertaining in the least. Kyle, did you watch any of the race tonight? Uh, well, I tuned in at the end, right, because you were, um, you know, stepping off the side of the bridge uh, watching this thing. So I, I wanted to tune in because I wanted to see what you were saying. And, you know, as somebody who, listen, I'm not on your guys' level, but I enjoy watching cars turn left. So, you know, I, I enjoy watching this stuff. I'm, I'm learning more about it as I'm making money, uh, thanks to you too. So, you know, it's, it's really fun to watch some of these things. And I will say that this was probably the most boring race that I've, I've called on so far. Yeah. Steve, boring is, is right. I mean, we got uh, 25 laps of green flag under – uh, you know, on the tires, the rain tires on a damp track. And then there was the competition caution, which ran for what, 16 or 17 more laps um, before we saw seven final laps on slicks to the race to the stage end. What were you feeling at that point? If you're, if you're asking me, um, I would yeah. say, um, I just feel like even at the beginning of the race, I mean, these guys are out there drying the track while we have wet tires on pit road. So first of all, I don't understand that they spent all this money researching and developing this wet tire, but they're not, they're not actually racing the wet, you know, the wet tire, they're, they're drying the racetrack until it's basically dry. And then they're putting on wet tires on a dry racetrack. It's, it feels very counterintuitive of kind of what the end goal here is. I I think that's what tire tests are for. If Goodyear is afraid of being caught with their pants down with a bad product, 
they don't want it on national TV. I get that. But that's what tire tests are for, to figure it out. Like, are these going to work under stress? Um, is this a viable option? They obviously decided it was and then decided they it wasn't during the race. I, I don't understand what happened. It, it, it just wasn't much of a race. It, it sucked. Like I said, we turned a little bit of profit, so it's easy to joke about. But NASCAR needs to do better. I mean, the decision-making, race control, NASCAR needs to do better. Hopefully, without raining the forecast, you know, we won't be kamikaze this weekend. Now, one more. I want to talk about one more thing before we finally move on. But we know that spray is a problem when it comes to, you know, road courses. We, we saw what happened at Coda, that long straightaway, very hard to see. Right? It almost yeah. killed Martin Truex, that one. Right. And, and rain events like that, I, I absolutely understand why you don't want to race in wet conditions. But Martinsville is a slow racetrack. You're not going to have that kind of spray going on. So, I mean, when it first started, I mean, there was no spray. So essentially, I don't know. I don't think you would have that many issues with visibility. Now, I understand the risk that you're taking. You don't really know until you really throw the flag. So they're probably keeping the risk at a minimum. But I feel like they could have definitely tried to get us started in more wet conditions. Than I agree. I agree. It was just really tough to watch. You know, NASCAR struggling with ratings as it is. And, and right. this, I'm sure, didn't do them any favors. So. Uh, hopefully the the rest of the weekend gives us a good product. We generally like coming to to short tracks because we can, you know, predict them with a little more certainty. So, you know, just don't don't ruin this weekend for me, Rain. Yeah, I mean that's that's one of the main things, right? Is when you're already struggling with with viewership and 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 with ratings, you don't want to have races like this because this was somebody like me who's trying to get into the scene who can't even watch so you know i i know you alluded to it so let's listen Let, let's get into this weekend the first race that we have on here is the xfinity series race it's the old call 811.com before you dig 250 so i yeah. i know that we got your 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 picks here um in the book club because we get them early we get them before this this show comes out which is all the more reason for people to get into the book club but I see you got a lot here. Why don't you break down this race for me? Kind of give me a little bit of a of an insight here. Sure. Um, Steve, we're on three outright winners with one unit. And generally, when we do that, uh, it's because we've, we've got some big chalk. So we're, we took John Hunter Nemechek as the favorite, plus 400. And then we, we went further down the board. We're backing that up with a little Toyota hedge with Ryan Truex at 20 to 1. And then a long shot, Brett Moffat. We got a ridiculous price on this 500 to one uh we're laddering moffitt tell me more about these guys yeah absolutely so kind of had a chance to look at the practice data today get into that a little bit later but it kind of uh backs up what we uh what we assumed that we we're gonna see um john hunter and toyota uh really good at at racetracks like this with their brake package is really good. Uh, so they were strong as we expected at Richmond last time out, this contract type. So John Hunter kind of seemed like the guy we got, we kind of anticipated that this could get rained out and he would have had a very good starting position, but didn't quite get that. Cole Custer put it out on the pole. 
he was on – and this one kind of stings for me because we've been on Custer a lot this year. Hasn't come through until this week where we kind of lost a little bit of, little bit of faith in him. But now, he, of course, now he wants to come back and have a good run. But we saw this at Phoenix. Custer was really fast, grabbed the pole, then kind of just slid back during the race. So this could be another situation where Toyota kind of runs their race trim, has a good long run pace, and – John Hunter gets the job done. Yeah, that's what we're counting on, right? The the long run speed of those Toyotas. We saw that, like you said, um, a couple weeks ago um, at Richmond. And the last time we saw these guys out in action where Sammy Smith and John Hunter had the field absolutely obliterated early in the, the uh, first stage. They did some dopey, you know, a dopey tire call. And got both of those boys a lap down. John Hunter was able to to battle back and actually finish P two. So these Toyotas in the long run should be good. And we don't generally see like too many lap eating cautions at Martinsville save today. Um, you know where they can exercise that that long run strength. Uh, but tell me a little bit about Brett Moffat, Steve, because we're on him for a win. We're on him for a top three and a top five at super long odds. I see he slapped this thing in 16th place in qualifying. How are we feeling? I feel feel good about it. I mean, it's, not, it's a situation where you're getting uh, really long odds and a driver with a lot of experience, and uh, he's been in a car that's been really fast in the Xfinity Series this year. So I feel like folks haven't really adjusted to these longer shots. We saw it with Dean Thompson. Unfortunately, he started in the back in the truck race. He advanced pretty far, though. He, from where you started. So, um, again, it's kind of just a play on equipment. Uh, with, with this situation, though, we're getting Brett Moffitt, who's got years and years under his belt. So, you couple those two things together. And uh, Martinsville is kind of a place where lap, you know, seat time and laps are important. You see uh, guys with a lot of experience kind of do better when it comes yeah. to this. Uh, you, see, you already see that today with Cole Custer. You know, he's got a lot of experience and he got done. And right. qualifying. So take a guy like Brett Moffitt, it's a very similar situation, and uh, you see what you get. Now, uh, top three, top five numbers got shorter, which is good for us that are in, but the outright did not move. So that's interesting. If you want to get in, if you're listening to this show right now, you still got Brett Moffitt, 400 to 1 at DraftKings. So go ahead and hop in if you haven't gotten the outright yet. Yeah, that that feels like a, like a blockhead move from DraftKings leaving – you know, not not moving everything uh, in sync. So maybe we can catch them sleeping there. Um, in the top five, Steve, we've also got Austin Hill um, at plus 275, and then Riley Herbst at plus 360, along with that Brett Mo- Moffitt ladder. Uh, tell me about those two cats. Yeah, sure. Uh, Austin Hill, um, I have in my notes, uh, he, he liked his car a lot last year at Martinsville, so kind of just – piggybacking off of that uh didn't look to be quite as good today in the practice session but we generally also hills run better in the race so kind of going uh off the hopes of that i mean he's won multiple races this year already so i assume should bring good peace he's been he's been a guy that's pretty good at figuring a car out yeah i just uh, want to inter- interject on hill before you start yeah. on herbst um i'm looking at at the short track data that I, I compiled here on Austin Hill, you know, nothing really stands out, but you got a, 
you got to remember the guy's getting better. He took a huge step forward this year, but historically uh, his average starting position in the eight races in the, uh, the data set is 15.1. His average running position is 11.6. And then his average finish is 10.3. So that, that shows me a guy that can save his stuff and figure it out, you know, along the way. 100%. And um, yeah, it's just, to play that uh, you just need a top five. You're not, you're not asking for him to win the race. And I feel like Austin Hill is a guy that you can count on to be uh, consistent. He's not a good, you know, he's and this year he's kind of been consistent and had speed to win the race. And now I feel like Austin Hill much more so can you can rely on to be uh, that guy compared to his teammate, Sean Creed. So for sure, for sure. Um, so what, what about, uh, Riley Herps? We're, we're going to be, that's a name we're going to hear in the head to heads as well. So what, what do we like about, about Herbst besides his ultra consistency this year? Yeah. I mean, you, you said it right there, consistency, uh, and now you're getting Riley Herps. I mean, I feel like the short tracks are kind of where Herps strengths are and you're getting good, strong, consistent finishes from Herps. So you got, you got Cole Custer. Now he, his teammate went out there really fast car. So um, I feel like Herbs can uh, maybe even overnight compare what, what they're running. Maybe Herbs can make some changes to the car and kind of match the speed that Cole's got. So uh, again, you're only asking for a top five out of Riley Herbs. And that's kind of what he, that's kind of been his, his, uh, his deal throughout his career so far to this point. Right on, right on. And um, I, you know, further down the list here in the head to heads, we're taking Herbst over uh, Daniel Hemrick, and then we're going to take him over Sheldon Creed as well. I like that Herbst play because we're getting a consistent guy versus a wild card. Um, is Daniel Hemrick just a, a bum we're going to fade every chance we get? Yeah, I mean, they're starting right around each other. I think uh, Herbst is starting a few spots ahead, and I, I did get – I got a chance to look at the practice data a little bit today, and I feel like Herbst was about a tenth on average, better a lap. So he's got track position and he's got lap data to bet uh, to back it up as well. So that probably is one of my favorite uh, matchups, especially now that I've seen the practice data of the, of the race here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, looks like Herbst is starting ninth. Hemrick is 13th. So we're, we're getting a, a few cars away from each other. A few, uh, a few rows away, I should say, which is huge here. The track position is, is, you know, paramount. Um, so in the other head to head, we're, we're going to fade Creed again. We're taking Austin Hill, who we, we think is a little bit, uh, you know, easier to bet on. And then we're taking Ryan Truex over Brandon Jones. Um, you want to tell me about that one? Yeah. So this is interesting, actually. Uh, both these guys uh, got shorter in the outright market. Uh, Brandon Jones had a pretty quick car in uh, practice. Uh, but I mean, really, I think. Again, we're kind of just taking the Toyota car here over the Chevy car to an extent and uh, also kind of fading Brandon Jones, continuing to fade him this year. He's gotten off to a really slow start. Always seems to get up, but somehow, some way, get caught in some kind of mess. Uh, his pace isn't really there like it was last year with Joe Gibbs. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you look at Brandon Jones and you see, oh, this is a guy – were they good at Martinsville? But now you're moving them from to a different manufacturer, and you're not quite, you know, with the same team. 
Brian yeah. Gallon a little bit of, uh, a little bit of performance there, especially with Pit Road too. He's not going to have the same pit crew that he had last year. That's, yeah, there's that's important at a track like this. Yeah, there's fireballs at Toyota. We're, we're taking them out of the best car and taking away the best crew. Uh, and now we'll see it. I really like that Truex play a lot. Uh, you know, as you can probably tell, we're high on Truex and we're taking him over Sam Mayer as well. Yep. Uh, Sam Mayer, I mean, it, again, it's, it's Chevy versus Toyota and it's kind of Sam Mayer at a track um, where he's kind of run into some issues. He, it's a place where, you know, it's a guy, Sam Mayer, he's kind of had some trouble uh, finishing these races. So Martinsville is a place where you can kind of find that trouble. So I, I feel like uh, Truex should have, should have the pace and should have the uh, ability to get it done. Truex is a guy to me that kind of pretty, pretty level-headed guy. So I feel like he could run well at a place like Martinsville. 100%. Yeah, uh, Mayer's like the 10th rated driver in my my matrix here. And that's just far behind Truex when he's in this, in this ride, uh, you know, and then finally, you know, to wrap up the, the Xfinity card, we're taking a little shot, a little half unit shot on Ryan Sieg over Kaz Grala. Yeah. This is more of a price play for me. Uh, Sieg, I have my notes, uh, was strong at uh, Martinsville last year. So it's kind of just checking my notes, seeing who liked their cars on the year prior and taking a plus money shot at plus 110. Kaz Grala is going to be in the Sam Hunt car. It is, is, it's a Toyota, but Sam Hunt is kind of like the lower tier team at that uh, manufacturer. So I uh, just feel like Sieg uh, has been in the sport for a, lot, a long time in Xfinity, and uh, Kaz Grala has kind of been that guy that's in and out in the race cars. So he may not have the track, you know, track time that Sieg uh, had. Yeah, love it. Love it. It's definitely worth a half-unit flyer at plus money. Um, so that that wraps up the Xfinity card. Yeah, you guys, uh, you know, looking at the card here, you guys got a lot of really nice plus money stuff. You know, Steve's breakdowns are fantastic. You know, that that Herbst, you know, play, I mean, that's it looks like, you know, plus 310 at DK. I mean, for a guy that's running that consistent to get that kind of plus line is really nice. Yeah, he's, so, he got a little longer actually. You can get him now, uh, plus 500. I'd probably do smokes. where he qualified. Um, Ooh. feels good. That. Making even more money. That's what I like to hear. Yeah, I mean, he qualified ninth. I don't really understand, you know, this 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 uh adjustment here. It's interesting to me. I feel like uh, qualifying ninth and having the practice data to back it up. Uh, I mean, he was around top 10, so, I mean, really, that's still doable for me to get him in there in top five. Plus 500, are you kidding me? You know, I, I know we were trying to get to the cup race, but this is generally the the portion of the show, Kyle, where uh, Arch will ask Steve if there's any secret plays <laughs> that aren't on, the, aren't on the card yet, any of the secret sauce, shake the couch cushions loose. Are there any plays in there? Yeah, I'm... I'm this might go on the card later. I'm looking at Sammy Smith over Josh Berry. Where, Josh Berry. Yeah. Where can the folks find that one? It's on DraftKings. Okay. I, I, I like to per, kind of take a take a look at it before we go live on air here, and uh, I just like where Sammy Smith is at this year compared to uh, Josh Berry. Uh, Sammy Smith and be running that Joe Gibbs car. Then you got the pace at the short flats here, and Josh Berry didn't run all that many laps in practice. And that kind of, to me, tells me that he may not be all that comfortable with the car. He may want some adjustments in it. And uh, 
more reasons for me to, to like Sam, uh, Sammy Smith. He's run well this year, and I expect that to continue. All right, so I'll just go ahead and play that now. That, I'm locking that one in. Now, uh, Kyle, we can move on if you'd like. Yeah, listen, I'm I'm always down for some some secret plays, especially when they're coming from Steve. Um, so I'm I'm gonna lock that one in as well. Um, but yeah, let's 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 move on to this second race here. Uh, this is the the Cup Series. We're at the old NoCo 400 here. So, uh, you know, this is this is uh, I guess Martinsville. As as well here, I'm I'm seeing that the old spring Shodan. So I'm really excited to hear about this one. What can you tell me about this one? Because it looks like you have a, a pretty extensive card here for this one. So, so what 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 can you tell me? Why are we going to make so much money on this? It is the spring Shodan at Martinsville. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, you know, I did some very poor math, uh, Steve. I, I don't know if you noticed on the win wagers. I was trying to Dutch one full unit along three guys. So we're taking some chalk again. We're taking William Byron. We got him seven to one at Bet Rivers and Bet 365. And then we uh, followed that up with Joey Logano at 12 to one on Bet Rivers, DraftKings, and Caesars. And then we sprinkled a little Ryan Priest at 66 to one at Bet Rivers. Um, we were able to get this better number, Steve, because there was some big news in NASCAR. What, what happened this weekend? Yeah. So, um, we got we got this guy named Chase Elliott coming back. I don't know if anybody that's you know it's a NASCAR fans ever heard of this guy before, but he's well known amongst some fans. So um, NASCAR's most popular driver. Oh, that's yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's that's a popular guy. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, Chase Elliott's coming back. It's it's a, it's a track that he's got he's got good history at. Um, but yeah, he's coming back from injury. It's a very uh, strange place to come back because it's a leg injury. And this is a place where you're going to be using the brakes more than anywhere else in the schedule. So he's going to be given that leg a real test <laughs> yeah. for the, the duration of this race. And he's he's kind of a favorite. And it, that's interesting to me because he's been out of the car for a few weeks and he's not fully healthy. So Yeah, he, in some books – he opened as the prohibitive betting favorite, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. Um, but I was happy to pounce on Byron. Got we got an extra dollar value, at, you know, for him at Bet Rivers at seven to one. Pretty darn sweet. Um, you know, I expect I expect one of these Hendrick cheater cars to go out there and just blow everybody away. Yeah, I mean we we've seen it all year, uh, Hendrick has had the best cars amongst anybody in the field. So um, certainly want to take guys like Byron. At, I mean, he's won multiple races this year already. He's been racing more short tracks, so he has the track time and an environment like this. And last year, he also proved that he can get it done. He led the most laps, won the race. So really, I don't see why he can't repeat. 100% agree. He's you know second in my matrix and average laps led. Second in my matrix in average fast laps. Uh, I think he's second as well in average running position. Um, so there's a lot, a lot to like about this dude. I'm sorry, he's like fourth in average running position, uh, but really, really good. I like Joey Logano as well because he has had a little bit of success on these short flats, and so does Penske. Do you like Logano, or did I just twist your arm? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is a you know, this is a play where you certainly wanted to get in on it, and I respect that because 
there's certainly data to back it up. And Logano's been really good here. He's been really good at Phoenix and similar tracks like this. So really, to me, it's a question of uh, if Penske's got this uh, car figured out this year or not compared to the field. And I, I, I do feel like Logano had the best car last week at Bristol Dirt. Um, I do too. Yeah, certainly. I believe he's he tried something else uh, at Richmond as well. Uh, so I, I do feel like Logano's got the leg up as far as that organization goes and Ford in general this weekend. Sure. If, if there's a guy in, in the Ford camp you want to back, it probably would be Logano for me. And to not, not to mention, for some reason, Logano's odds got longer as the week went on. He was 8-1, uh, to one, maybe 10-1 to one to open up, and then uh, he actually got longer than Ryan Blaine. I think Logano's going to be better than Blaney this weekend. Blaney's found a ton of ways to mess things up, um, right. you know, mostly on pit road this year. And then last week at Bristol, there, there weren't even live pit stops and he still found a way to, to wreck from the front, um, you know, the front row. But yeah, I think if we're going to, if we're going to horse a, a Ford, it's got to be Logano and it's got to be Ryan Priest. What's up with Ryan Priest? Yeah, absolutely. This is one of my favorite plays this weekend. As far as a long shot goes, uh, mostly because we see, we see Ryan Priest always competing at short tracks like this. He's grown up as, an, as a short track racer. And most importantly for me, he was the best car at the Clash. And he, he probably should have won the Clash. As we know, the Clash is the uh, shortest track we go to. Uh, had a, uh, I believe it was an electrical issue, so he lost a few spots. He lost track position. But he, he drove through the field, and even last week at Bristol Dirt, he was driving through the field before Larson put him in the wall. So I really feel like he's got confidence, and he's got uh, the experience at a, at a racetrack that's kind of like this to uh, make some noise. I agree. I, I love the Priest play. He's a, you know, a modified driver. You know that that's this is his wheelhouse. Heavy cars on a short track. Uh, so I like Ryan Priest. We're, we're laddering him. Top three, top five, and top ten as well. Love that. Uh, the other top three selection we have besides Priest is Eric Almarola, plus twelve fifty. Uh, the Concrete King, Steve. You 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 like Almarola pretty strongly this weekend? Yeah, I, I, that's interesting to say, Concrete King, because uh, yeah, it's interesting for sure. Um, Almarola, I would say he's even more so a, a just a short flat track. Uh, I wouldn't say King, but certainly outperforms his other racetracks. Uh, Phoenix, New Ham- one at New Hampshire, which is comparable to Martinsville. Martinsville, I believe last year at Martinsville, in, in practice, uh, he had the best long-run car. But, you know, as you know, how hard it was to get through the field, he qualified towards the back. So it took the whole race getting up to the front. So he kind of just wore through his equipment. Uh, just didn't really show exactly how good that car could have been that day. So I feel like if Almarola does qualify a little bit better this time around, he can definitely compete for a top five pretty easily this weekend. I agree. I agree. I, I like Almarola as well. And and that's kind of like a like the, the boom end of a, a ladder for him because we're on his top 10 at uh, plus 230. Um, another top five long shot we're taking besides Priest is Todd Gilliland. All right, yeah, Todd Gilliland, um, we saw how he uh, performed last week at Bristol Dirt. Uh, 
he's I believe his worst finish this year is 15th. So uh, if you if you haven't been paying attention to Todd Gillen, I think you should be because he's running well. We know uh, his teammate Michael McDowell. He's been he's been running well for a year and a half now, and I think nobody really pays much attention to him except the you know, people on the broadcast that say, "Oh, Michael McDowell running up front again." But yeah, this this the, they've come a long way, and uh, Todd Gillen is kind of competing to keep his ride as Zane Smith is uh, going to be running a few races in that race car. So maybe that's given him some more fire to kind of prove that he's got what it takes to be still be in the Cup Series. I agree. I, yeah, I like Gilly, and he was a, a a strong early top ten wager for you last weekend at, at Bristol Dirt, and that that hit at an astronomical number. Um, but let's run down these top tens. We've got Alex Bowman as the the main horse. Uh, we're risking to win one unit there at Bet Rivers, and then all these are just other uh, you know two risk bets. So three quarters of a unit on Chase Briscoe plus one seventy five, half a unit Bubba Wallace two hundred at Fanduel. Sindrick 225, Almarola 230, Priest is in there 250, and then Austin Dillon plus 340. Is there anybody you want to talk about there? Or do you want to just jump into the head to heads? Yeah, I just want to just, I guess Alex Bowman's, I think, is a good price plus money for a top 10. Uh, he's been the top 10 machine this year. He was, lead, I, I know he was leading the points last week before the issues at Bristol Dirt, but. I mean, he's just been, he's been the model consistency. He's not usually a guy that's got race winning speed. He backs in the wins, as Hammond would say. <laughs> that's how he kind of wins his races. But as far as the top 10 goes, Hendrick, I mean, he's got more than a good enough car to get that done for sure. Um, Chase Briscoe, uh, certainly want to cover him a little bit. He was really strong at Martinsville. He had a chance to win the Martinsville race to get into the championship last year play some strategy. Uh, he's going to be nursing a broken finger, but uh, I don't think that's going to hold him back is enough to get a top 10. That's right. So I feel like that team is strong enough to get that. Uh, Amarola talked about him already talked about priest, Bubba Wallace. Um, I know you can't say I'm betting on Bubba Wallace, but this is a track where he's had good history. So I, I got to take a shot at him for a top 10, at least. And he was moving up, you know, if for our top 10 last weekend, um, at Bristol, you know, he, he's, he's got fast equipment. So I, I like Bubba. We'll just keep betting him until he, you know, pays us back. And then we'll, uh, we'll talk about it after we hit one. Absolutely. And, uh, Cendric, I believe is our last guy there. Um, not, a, not a huge fan of this, but the price is right. Cendric was better at Bristol dirt. He's not really a dirt racer. So, I think it's about his time to maybe step up a little bit. He's been really fast and qualifying, but he's got to put his, get put it together in the race. And uh, this is a track where you, where you can qualify up front and kind of hopefully just stay up there. Now, hopefully, uh, I think we'll get a good closing line on this. I think Syndic should qualify decent. He always does. So I'm going to just hope and pray that he can stay up there for once. Yeah, I mean um... – Penske's got good equipment. They seem to fire off pretty good on these these short tracks, um, you know. And there's hard braking zones, which kind of equates to Cindric's uh, road course wizardry. Mm -hmm. So I like that as well, um, you know. And I I really like our head to heads. All right, let's get into them then. All right, so we're going 
double fade on Kyle Larson. We're taking William Byron at DraftKings, and we're taking Denny Hamlin also at DraftKings, both over Kyle Larson. What do we hate about Kyle? Uh, to me, he doesn't perform necessarily all that great uh, at short. Martinsville specifically, I feel like he hasn't been good. And I feel like there's a couple guys that just haven't figured out Martinsville. Uh, Rodney Childress talks about this with his uh, driver, Kevin Harvick. Uh, they've mentioned in the past how they just can't figure out Martinsville. And, and I feel like Larson's kind of in that same boat. Now, I, I, it seems like to me that Larson's kind of gotten the favor of the books this year because he's run so well at similar tracks, you know, Phoenix uh, and Richmond. He was really strong at, but, you know, in the past, he's he's been okay at both those tracks. Uh, I haven't really seen where Larson has put a whole race together at Martinsville, though. He kind of qualifies well and kind of just drops back. So I think if you get a matchup with guys like Byron, like Hamlin, these guys know how to race on a long run at Martinsville as opposed to, I don't think Larson has figured that out yet. I 100% agree. And also just listening to Denny's podcast this week, um, you know, I religiously listened to his and Corey LaJoy's because, you know, you can you can pick up some some tidbits of information there that you can use. But Denny said the number 11 car is getting ready to go on a heater. Uh, we like the gambling talk. We know Denny is a, a bit of a gambler himself. Uh, so I'm all about backing Denny here over Kyle Larson, especially at a plus number. And that's where we're getting – on these next two, Steve, we're doing a Ross Chastain needle thread. We're taking Alex Bowman over Ross, and then we're taking Ross over Kyle Busch. Tell me about it. Yeah, so I got a little bit of an add-on because of tonight's uh, race at Martinsville. But really, to me, it's it's Ross. Uh, he's improving a little bit this year when it comes to uh, you know short flat tracks. His teammate Suarez also improving. So I guess you say Trackhouse has gotten their, you know, short flat track program a little bit better. I'm sure they realized last year that that was a weakness of theirs. So I'm sure they put some more emphasis on it. It's kind of paid off so far. I expect that to continue. Now, I don't I don't think it's going to be where, you know, Alex Bowman is. So that's kind of where we're going to be threading that needle. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's good enough to, to beat Kyle Busch, who wasn't even, you know, he was not all that good tonight at Martinsville in the truck series. And usually he is a guy that would dominate a race like that. So, and yeah. And I think the best part is we're getting plus money on both sides. So right. it's kind of like a hedge with unlimited upside. There you go. Yeah. So uh, next up is another double fade. We're taking Joey Logano over Truex and we're taking Byron over Truex. Uh, we know all the reasons we like Byron. We know all the reasons we like Logano. What don't we like about Truex? I mean, for me, uh, this is more of me kind of following what you were talking about to me earlier in the week. Uh, Truex hasn't necessarily had the numbers at Martinsville recently, so I know that's probably something that you're going to get into, but uh, I'll let you take the reins uh, on this one. Yeah, so uh, Truex is ranked 22nd in just my next-gen Martinsville ranker here. Um he only runs on average six fast laps per he, his average running position is 20.4. So he's a, he's a back marker in these. And then when you include all the, the next gen short tracks this year and last year, uh, he doesn't even move up significantly. He's like ninth 
Um, it's just, it's not what I want to see, um, you know, out of a guy, you know, his average starting position is 13 average finishing position is 12.9 average running position is 11.9. It, it looks like he's just stuck in the mud it, it, where he'll qualify is where he'll be. Um, so he doesn't take advantage of the Toyota's, you know, long run speed on these short flat tracks. Uh, just Truex isn't a guy that I want to back this weekend. Yeah, for me, it's, it's he's a frustrating guy because he can't seem to finish races. We, we're constantly on him in good spots, and then uh, something inevitably goes wrong every time. So I, I hope hopefully that continues this week in our favor this time. Bingo. Uh, and then we wrap up the card with a Chase Briscoe over Chris Busher play. Uh, and then we have a final group play, which is Brad Kislowski over Harvick, Reddick, and Busher. That's plus 210. Yeah, let me just talk about the uh, that group. Uh, Brad yeah. Kislowski, for sure. This, I mean, he has very strong track history here, and I have the numbers in front of me to kind of talk about. Um, he is sixth best in driver average for the past six races at Martinsville. And you're kind of getting him a guy that's very good at conserving tires, conserving equipment in general. This is a place where you've got to be easy on the equipment. Uh, you got to wear the brakes out. Uh, Brad is a guy that has a lot of experience in taking care of his stuff. So you need that for a long, long-term race. And you got to have that against uh, Tyler Reddick, um, teammate Chris Busher, and Harvick. Uh, Harvick, as I mentioned already, hasn't run well at Martinsville. Uh, Reddick has not run well at short flat tracks in general at all. And then you have Busher. I think Brad K can run outrun pretty well uh, as a whole. Yeah, yeah, I, I really like it. Plus, uh, Harvick owes us a little bit of money this year. So does Reddick. And Busher owes us a couple bags full. So <laughs> we're just counting on Brad to get us paid back here. And that's that's all I got, gang. Steve, do you yeah. have any like secret bets? Yeah, I was just getting ready to ask. Give, give me, give me the old secret sauce, there, Steve. Uh, I don't have anything for this one. Uh, I gotta say, you know, I, I haven't seen the cars on track. I want to see uh, what we got in the practice session tomorrow. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the long run pace amongst these guys, and uh, that's about it. Sweet. Now, one question I have for either of you or both. Um, my guy, old Ross Chastain, you know, in a week like this, why, uh, you know, any week really, but why, why are we not hammering him on this top 10? Is this a, a bad track for him? Steve, you want to take it? I, so, Ross, I would say, you know, last year, everybody's going to remember Ross Chastain for pulling out the wall ride at Martinsville to get into the championship and, Hail Melon. <laughs> we have to kind of take a step back and see where he was running to make that happen. Uh, he was outside the top 10. So uh, it, it, it doesn't scream value to me to play Ross at a place like this. Uh, Ross Chastain, to me, is, is a guy that's excelled at road courses at, at mile and a half specific, uh, specifically. Uh, so to, to me, that's kind of where my head's at. Uh, I don't know how Phil feels, but he can certainly contribute. Um, his metrics are just not great 
on these these short flats um, that I compiled. Uh, he's like a tenth place car. He's nine point three average finish. Um, his average running position is ten point four. So I mean, I, I would need a really good price to take a Ross Chastain top ten. It's just not going to work out. Plus the recency bias of the wall ride last year. That's what everybody's going to remember. That's what the highlights have shown, you know, in every commercial break. And there, there's plenty of them in NASCAR. So it's something in the forefront of people's minds. They like betting this guy. We like betting him, but we have to be smart about it. Understood. Yeah, I think uh, the last time I, I had the the privilege of hosting this show, uh, I told you not to count my man out and, and – he showed up for me. So I made me feel really, really good about that one. Um, we, we can also talk about his race tonight. How'd that go, Phil? Not great, Steve. <laughs> Not great. <laughs> oh, he, uh, he was super slow in the rain tires. He got back on the lead lap and picked up some, some positions late. Uh, but boy, that, that, that was not a, a really, really good, uh, a good truck and a good effort from, from Ross. I mean, he, he talked about in qualifying how, there was more in the truck and he had two sloppy laps. So he probably had 50 sloppy laps tonight and that, that was it. So I don't expect much. Yeah. I mean, now a race like tonight, you know, with, with that being said, is a race like tonight, one of those ones you just kind of throw out because it was so sloppy and, and so many, you know, non green laps and, and, and things like that. Is this, is this one you just throw out of the metric system? I, I certainly wouldn't wouldn't wait it very hard. Um, you could almost you, you could probably throw it out, you, you know, because half of the laps, the green flag laps were on rain tires. Throw it away like you threw away your mustache, Kyle. That's, that's, that's all it is, baby. I, I'm just going for the old John Fetterman. That's all. Oh boy, I just, I, I just want to bring PA back to what it what it should be. Steve, bail us out here, buddy. <laughs> that, that was not an angle I was expecting. <laughs> Listen, I, I I like to do different things. You know, I had the uh, the Dan Campbell goatee last year. You know, you I, I you know you I, I come on and and you're uh, you know you're Mister Cleaning it. So I I wanted to try something a little bit different. Listen, I was tired of directing my barber as to which one of the three hairs remaining I wanted her to cut. Yeah, I I listen, man. I get that. I yeah. get that. But listen, it looks great. All right. Um, but let's let's get away from our physical appearances for, for a second. Yeah, Is there good anything Lord, else? Put a shirt on next time. <laughs> that's listen. That's never going to happen. Um, Is there anything else we need to know, gentlemen? Anything with, with these two races that that you know we should be looking out for? It's track position. I think it's going to be hard to pass as it, as it was last year. And I, we have the new downforce package, uh, lower downforce, so we could see. Some more passing through the field, but as a whole, I would continue to say that uh, pay attention to where these guys qualify. Pitch selection is a big deal. The pole sitter is going to have a big advantage. So hopefully, it's Byron because he's he's got the very best pit crew this year as well. So um, and the second best green flag speed. Byron's our boy. Uh, anything else? That's that's it. That's all I got, Kyle. Take us home. Where can the people find our Discord? Well, listen, if uh, if you want to get in here and get all these early like everybody else uh, in our Discord that's lucky enough to get them, head on over to the dgens.net um, or the much less popular Everybody Hates Wentz. Um, listen, this is the best kept secret 
in sports here, get on over to this book club. Not only do we have these picks three, four days before anybody else, but, uh, you know, we got a slew of other picks. Uh, you know, Steve's hammering the golf out, which has just been fantastic. Uh, Archman hammering the baseball, which has been great. You know, we've got all the uh, the other bets that Phil puts out, which are, are fantastic. We got the USFL coming out as well. So get in here. It's a great time. Um, and another big thing is uh, I, I think all or most of us are going to be on our uh, our NFL draft show, which is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be something that we haven't done before. So get in now while you can. There's a three-day free trial. Get in here while you can. Um, I mean, it's, it's you know, we're printing money out here. So get on, get on over here while you can. Um, anything else, boys? No, that's it, man. Say the adios, muchachos. Listen, that, that's that's it for us here at uh, at the Backdoor Cover Boys. So uh, adios, muchachos. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents.